before the Me Too movement was ever known in, in the U.S. There were many, many years that Iranian women were speaking out about these misogynies and these bad behaviors. Jenna Masa Amini's brutal death last September sparked protests inside of Iran and abroad that continue to this day. Arrests have reached tens of thousands. Hundreds of protesters have been sentenced to lengthy prison terms, and well over 500 people have been killed for speaking out against the state. But that number could be much higher. For all of the abuse Iran has inflicted on its own people, these protests shed light on decades of failed U.S. foreign policy that's made Iranian's efforts to liberate themselves from tyranny much more difficult. In Black Diplomat's five-part series, Liberating Iran, six Iranian experts will unpack the history of how Washington got Iran so wrong for so long. Episode by episode, I'll take you through the history, politics, feminist movements, and media landscape of Iran. Each of my guest experts will help explain how Amini's violent death may provide an opportunity for the White House to rethink its relationship with the Islamic Republic. Trump and his entire administration and Biden, his entire administration, they see Iran through the prism of the seizure of the U.S. embassy. This singular event is removed from history. What you're sort of seeing right now from the Biden administration is not what we had hoped for. It's yet another wasted opportunity that will lead to nothing good for anyone, for anyone. It's not that Iranian women are asking not to wear the hijab, they're asking to have the choice. What kind of Iran would we be looking at today if in, at that crucial moment, people had realized what the Woman Life Freedom Movement today shows us, which is unless there is liberation for women, there won't be liberation for the rest of the population either. I'll be speaking with Iranians like Yegi Razayan, who share how the current protests remind them of their own traumatic experiences in Iran. She used to work as a reporter in the country until the high-profile arrest of her husband and Washington Post reporter, Jason Rezaian, forced them out. In Liberating Iran, she will tell us never-before-told stories from that ordeal. The door was knocked, and at first three security guards in plain clothes entered our apartments with guns. In less than seven or eight minutes, another 30 guards showed up into our building and they threatened Jason with the gun on his on his face. There were confusions about whether the security forces will drop me somewhere random in the streets and I told them I don't have any money, I don't have my key to my house. They cannot do it, they are responsible for my safety. They, they raided our house and took me away from it and they cannot leave me on the corner of any random street. This is not fair. This is not Islamic mercy. We'll close out the series with a voice that's never centered in the protests. That of Black Iranians. Except, you know, from my own reflection or that of my sister, I would not see Black folks. Um, I can count how many times I saw Black folks going up in Tehran and spending months and months and months at a time. I'm giving you snippets of a life that's... I don't think I'm able to really translate how oppressive it feels. <laughs>